1: Welcome to the Milk Bar. Welcome along to episode 650 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, Wolverhampton's poet, Laureate, Kali Coley joining us for a chat not only about her work as a poet and freelance writer, but also her appearance at the Wolverhampton Literary Festival in 2022. We'll be catching up with both Dwayne AJ with his Christmas song Dancing in the Snow, and Michael Armstrong will be along as we hear about his latest version of a very festive offering plus on top of that we'll be having a bit of a with the team from lgbt plus sparkle as they've got a face-to-face meetup this week where they'll be using hypnotherapy to help those who need some self-care that's all on the way on the show this week <laughs> Somebody who's going to be at the heart of the sixth Wolverhampton Literature Festival in February 2022 is the brand new poet laureate for our city. It's Kuli Coley who joins me now for a chat. Hello. Hello.
0: Yeah.
1: Good to have you along and have a bit of a natter here and find out about your work because you're a freelance writer and poet. So, what brought you to the world of poetry to begin with?
0: Well, when I was a child, I, I, because of my disability, I couldn't speak. Well. and mm-hmm. I wanted to get everything out of my system, and I and I, and I found a tie once at school, and I, everything came out of through my fingers. <laughs>
1: Suddenly, you've got a way of expressing yourself uh, without without some of the limitations that life has given you, but it's never stopped you having a voice. That's the thing. You've uh, actually expanded on this, and uh, you are now a prolific writer.
0: Yeah, I I love writing because it gets everything out of my system, and, you know, it's made my life richer and more rewarding so I can... I can tell people what I think rather than people thinking I'm just a disabled, dumb person, but I'm not.
1: Absolutely not. And This is the bit that worries me, is we often miss out on someone's creativity and how expressive they can be by not looking past uh, our our first impressions. And I think you're living proof of the fact that you know, really, you, you, there the, is the skill here, there's talent here. Don't let the fact that it may take you a little longer to get started be the thing that stops you. Yes, of
0: course, that's right. <laughs> Nothing will get in my way now.
1: Actually, I should just... think not. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, a, a, an honest to be a Poet Laureate and well-deserved from what I have heard. So uh, are you going to share some of your poetry with us to start off with and we, we can get an idea of what you write? Uh, well,
0: first, the poem I'm going to share is from my f- first book called Patchwork. Mm-hmm. And this poem is dedicated to all fellow rag dolls with cerebral palsy. And it's called The Rag Doll. And this is how it goes: Silk, linen, velvet, cotton, wool, made from all sorts textured fabrics, buttons, ribbons, hips made from zips, whoops-a-daisy and falling to bits. Her heart is made of golden fluff. Her smile is stitched, shining bright. Now and again, she's not there quite. Her spirit shines like ultraviolet light. Beauty dangles her limbs and neck, durable to all types of wear and tear. Broken, damaged, here and there, people there, she just does not care. Battling, juggling impossibilities, shining diamond-secret eyes, always ready to give you a surprise, like a cartoon she'll always survive, has trouble with her physical being. Words tango in the laces of her head. Still figuring out what you've just said, Jerking, jolting to the day she's dead. (laughs) Thank you.
1: (laughs) Excellent. And giving a a flavour of a of a world and and an interpretation on it, and and it's using something like poetry that can actually get across to people better the the feelings you may have and 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 what it's like being you. Because I mean, poetry is so expressive, and it and it lets your soul out to the world, doesn't it? Yes, it
0: does. Absolutely. That's the main focus of poetry. it, you can deliver it in different ways and people interpret it in different ways as well.
1: And with your work, uh, obviously you're not a published poet and we've seen uh, the patchwork as, uh, as one of the books that you've brought out. Uh, but uh, it must be great working with a publisher as well, and and getting those words on the page. I mean, able to share them, and it, it's a, it, a, a way of you know, making accessible something which would have seemed difficult to you growing up if you didn't have the opportunities that uh, uh, need to be given to to make sure everyone gets to shine in the right way.
0: Yes, I was I was very lucky. I used to work in the council, and I met one of my friends called his name's. Um, Jeff Phelps, and he's a writer and poet, and he told me to go to the library and meet Simon Fletcher. At that time, he was a literature, literature um officer, mm-hmm. development officer. And from that, he, when I when I showed him my work, he was he was really amazed. He says, Wow, this is amazing stuff. You need to, you know, get learn, learn a bit more, so he mentored me for the last 10 years, mm-hmm. and you know, from that mentoring I, I learned more and I expressed more and I got more ideas of how to write poetry, different kinds of poetry.
1: And when you explore uh, the world through poetry, I mean, what sort of avenues and alleyways do you head down? What do you like to write about?
0: I don't like write like, about anything really. I, um, I like writing about um, nature, my disability, and how people react to disabilities. And I write about Punjabi ladies and how it's, it's like to be living in a Punjabi household in Britain.
1: So, with you exploring all of those worlds, uh, you know, it, it is a, a chance to share and and the opportunity part of the literature festival as uh, we head into twenty twenty two. Again, that must be something you're really looking forward to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to. It. You know, when 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 I found out that the, that, that I'd been chosen as poet laureate, I couldn't believe it. I thought, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I was so amazed. I was in tears. I couldn't, I couldn't... There was nobody around in the house. I couldn't say anything to anyone.
1: <laughs> you have to keep me boggled. Did you write a poem about it? I, I will do. <laughs> yes. But have the whole year experience and see where you go from there first.
0: Yes. Um, one, of, one of my main highlights that I'm trying to get through is I'm hoping to go around primary and secondary schools mm-hmm. to deliver poetry sessions and make the children aware of disability and not to be afraid of disabled people. We are just like them. So just to be as, as inclusive as possible.
1: Yeah, and I think inclusivity is the important thing. And uh, we probably need to get away. I mean, I don't like the badge disabled. It's it's just, I mean, it's just differently abled. You've got a, a set of skills which are, 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 are not disabled at all. Your poetry is, if, if anything, makes you more enabled than a lot of people who can't do it.
0: Of course, that's right, of course.
1: So your, your skills will be, be shown, which is, which is absolutely brilliant. Now, you, as you said, you've got our first poem form, which means hopefully you've got a second to share with me now.
0: Yes, I have. And this poem is the first poem from my new collection, A oh Wonder Woman.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and this is a and it's in a nutshell in the the story of my life it's called Survivor take it away entered the world like an uninvited guest I hid away embarrassed, I was a disgrace flawed I survived this sentence a tough test a child who was compared with all the rest. I was different, an alien from outer space. Entered the world like an uninvited guest. Benefits, wages, kept me together dressed. I was a cash point, abused without a case. Floored, I survived the sentence, a tough test. On display to men for marriage suppressed. I was a British visa from Asian men to chase. Entered the world like an uninvited guest. A lucky escape, rescued by a husband, blessed with a family that I could love and embrace. Lord, I survived this sentence, a tough test. My, my dreams came true and all were impressed. A valued writer, poet, working mum, a place. Lord, I survived this sentence. Entered the world like an uninvited guest, Lord, I survived the sentence, I took test.
1: Excellent. Again, another very expressive piece. And I think it's important that it is you that is reading a lot of your poetry. But that's not the case for all of it. When it's a personal stuff, we need to, to hear it in your voice. But uh, also, uh, it, it must be great when you... Yeah, get to see your work in, in, in areas where other people will be actually reading it and, and, and may even read it out loud. Yes, yes,
0: of course. Yep. And, you know, that's the people do interpret it differently. So it might, you know, affect them a little bit. And some might be saying, oh my God, that's brilliant, you know. <laughs> so it's all different people, different thoughts.
1: Well, I think we're lucky to uh, have you as our poet laureate in, in particular because it actually gives you a chance to, to share your poetry to a, a wider audience and make sure that say, your voice is heard pointing out that we need to be there for those who are differently abled, but equally showing off the skills that absolutely everybody has something of inside them. It just needs to be let out, and uh, uh, I don't wish to be patronising when I say that, but you know, you're there because of the talent, aren't you? This is it. Your your poetry is absolutely standing out, which means we need to know where we can find out more about it. So is is, the work available online? It's
0: officepress.co.uk. That's where you can get it, and also, um, I think Waterstones in Wolverhampton are going to stock this one, but they've already got got a stock of patchwork, but they're gonna stock a Wonder Woman's.
1: So look out for the name Cully Coley. You will need to read this young lady's work. Absolutely fantastic. And poet light for the city of Wolverhampton in the, uh, the current setting. Well, Cully, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing. And we look forward to having you as part of the Literature Festival in the city as we head into 2022.
0: Lovely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Early this year, Michael Armstrong spent four weeks at number one on the Indie charts in the US. He's also got a Christmas single on the way and joins me now to let me know exactly what's going on. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. How are you doing, mate? I'm good. I I hope you're feeling fine and and still rather pleased with your success in 2021.
2: Yeah, still reeling a bit, to be honest. I think it's one of those things that I might, uh, when I finally kind of pack up in a couple of weeks' time, ready for the Christmas break, I might take stock of everything and, uh, yeah, pour myself another glass of champagne. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely.
1: So, I mean, it, we were talking uh, about the album, uh, Oh Hi, uh, earlier on this year, and off the back of that came single releases, obviously a brilliant album, I've loved listening to it, and this has been the case for many across the globe, and the US really took it to heart. Yeah, it
2: was the, the opening track on the album, Each Other's Eyes, it got picked up by uh, a DJ in in New York. And he started playing it and he told me he was playing it and, and sent me a lovely email and said he'd passed it on to some of his friends. And I thought, well, that's cool. And then a couple of weeks later, I, I got a phone call from a promoter in New York who said he'd heard the track being played, tracked the t- DJ down, found out who I was. And he just asked if I'd, if I'd had it registered, etc. in America and done all the right things. And I was like, no, I, I've got no idea what you're talking about. I didn't know what I was meant to do. Mm-hmm. And so he very kindly agreed to help me do that and explain how to do it. So I I filled in all the necessary forms, et cetera. And uh, yeah, about a week later, I got an email from him. Well, he sent me the official kind of charts and uh, the song had gone to like number 35, I think it was in the indie music singles chart. And I was like made up I thought that's fantastic. You know, in America, that's really cool. And every Wednesday morning, I'd wake up to the next set of published charts. Mm It rose from thirty-five to to number twenty-two, then it ended up in the top ten, then the top five, then number two, and I was thinking, sure, this this it can't really <laughs> happen, but yeah, I woke up the following Wednesday and there it was at number one in the indie music singles chart and number fifteen in the top forty, and uh, there it stayed for the next four weeks. It was just madness. I mean, no no real prom- certainly you no know, I didn't do any promotion you know I didn't speak to anyone over there or do anything. it was just it just happened organically and uh, yeah wonderful wonderful feeling for someone like me who's been been playing his and getting his songs out there for many many years it was it was kind of two aspects to it. one of it was the the pride that my family, my mum and dad, have been through it all since <laughs> I was a little kid. <laughs> and my wife and my children and friends and family and Lisa who I work with, the, they were so proud and happy for me. That was a lovely feeling. And the other side to it was to know that it it could be done. You know, in this day and age, I'm, I'm pretty cynical and I didn't think that kind of thing could happen. But really, just right time, right place, the timing was right, and just organically from people playing it and enjoying it, it ended up. You know, being getting get to number one just just on its own merit. So that's it's great to know that that can still be done.
1: Absolutely, I'm, I'm, I've been loving your music for a number of years now, and uh, with uh, you know, play on WCR in Wolverhampton. And, and actually, you've been in I mean, over the last what, five. I think it was five years ago. Where we, you actually came up to do an interview with us, and uh, yeah, that was great to have you along then. And that, that was pretty much Christmas as well. But uh, you know, it is uh, great to see that. And you've had national recognition. You've had yeah, national UK radio play over the years, anyway uh so you know i i i think you're probably the most surprised of all of us because we all expected this to sort of thing to happen <laughs> as we've gone along anyway we've been waiting for this and it can't could not work out why it have not seen the 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 industry recognition that
2: we know from a, an artist point of view you deserve well that's very kind of you to say yeah i mean uh it's it's a it's a difficult business to be involved in and i'm i'm not i'm not a not a young man anymore and it's uh so I was always up against it. But, yeah, no, it's been, a, it's been a fantastic year, no doubt about it. So what does that mean, then? Are we expecting a big US tour at some point? Is that, is that <laughs> possible within now I'd certainly like to go over there, that's for sure. And, 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 and I would hope that will happen next year. Now, what we're planning to release another single in, in America, a single from the album. In fact, the, the, the first single that came out here in the UK was a song called Matters of Heart. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to release that one in America, but in a much truncated kind of version because they're very... Their radio over there is even stricter than ours. You know, they can't have any long intros, and oh. it has to be three and a half minutes long, kind of thing. So uh, we've got to chop that. We've chopped that one up a bit, and that's going to go out in, in January in America. And then here in the UK, we're releasing the title track from the album oh High. So to try and keep that rolling. But yeah, certainly like to get over to America uh, when I can. I know that COVID is rearing its ugly head once again. So let's mm-hmm. hope that that uh, doesn't stick around. Fingers crossed. So, moving on to the Christmas song, then, and
1: uh, a, a release that uh, makes everybody feel a little bit festive, and, and a way of you celebrating the, the
2: the sort of early Christmas present you had going to the board in the charts in the US. <laughs> well, the Christmas. Funny enough, you you mentioned that uh, we I came down to or came up sorry to Wolverhampton to see you to do an interview, and we did it at the the, the Wolves Stadium if you remember, and it was Christmas. It probably was about this time five years ago. And I was promoting this same song Mm -hmm. and uh, basically that that we'd written a song had been written in 1967 by the owner of the Cavern Club in Liverpool. Yeah. And uh, he'd written it for his daughter, Debbie, and gave it to her and recorded it and gave it to her as a Christmas present. And uh, I met Debbie about 10 years ago and she played me this song that dad had written for her, which like no one else outside the family had heard. And she said, you know, if you can ever do anything with it, then uh, it's all yours. And so five years ago, I, I was I was recording my second album and it wasn't quite ready. And so we thought we'd get a sneaky single out. And Warren Bennett, who I was working with, he's a huge Beatles fan and 60s fan. And I played him this track and he thought the same as I that it had a real charm to it. And so we uh, rewrote the kind of chorus and changed it around a bit and made it a bit more interesting and updated it. And we recorded it and we released it. And um, what happened was when I played it to Debbie, she was really moved by the song and uh, she still being like a very kind of famous person in Liverpool, right? Like a historic figure mm-hmm. because of her associations with the Cavern Club. She took it to the guys at the Cavern who she knew and uh, they it was their 60th birthday and so they agreed to release it as their 60th birthday anniversary single and they sold it in the Cavern Club and things. And so here I am five years later. It's the Cavern Club's 65th birthday. Uh-huh. Um, I've had a bit of bit of success as we've already discussed so i thought it made sense to do something with the christmas song again and so we had it we've had it remixed and remastered by the people who did my 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 album i did a fantastic job um so it's a lot more punchy and we changed it around a bit and yeah so we just thought we'd get it out there as uh just a little extra gift and a thank you to everyone who's been so kind this year and uh yeah i hope a few people give it some spins it's a cool little song Absolutely, and uh, so we, we enjoyed it uh,
1: back then. So this is the the, the new improved version for twenty twenty one, and uh, so it, it is nice here. Yeah, the thought of it, this has got already got history to it. Uh, this, the
2: same way so many of the Christmas songs we hear these days do, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's, Christmas is great. You know, we hear those classic songs, and I, I'd I'd never not want to hear them. But it is nice to hear a a new one every now and then, and. Uh, I, what I love particularly about this song is that it is new, but it's not, you know, it, it's, yeah. but it was started over 50 years ago. So it has that classic, that classic, the way they wrote songs, then You, you people don't write songs like that anymore, like they were doing in the 60s and, and early 70s. Things have become a lot more advanced. So it's a it's a simple, honest song. And yeah, we've updated it, but it still has that the heart of mm-hmm. kind of 1960s in it it's it's an organic so, thing again isn't it it's, it's, it's grown yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's just grown and developed and you know it's these things I've, I've been lucky like that in my career things have just kind of come my way and you have to you have to make the most of them you need to grab your opportunities with both hands or, or, or make your own luck i guess but yeah this was just something especially with my love of the beatles and my love of liverpool mm-hmm. um it was uh, yeah, a magical thing and I actually back in on the 60th birthday five years ago I actually got to perform it at the Cavern Club uh, with uh, with Debbie there and her husband and all their friends and some sort kind of local dignitaries and that and so that was a wonderful wonderful event. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: long may these wonderful events continue and we look forward to more success both in the US and hopefully uh, the similar sort of level of success this side of the, of the, of the pond as well. As uh, yeah, the, the music I know is well received over here, we've just got to get that recognition, so uh, uh, it, it needs to be uh, heard by all. Michael, give us all the details of where we find you online.
2: Michaelarmstrongmusic.co.uk is the website and some sort of variation of that is all the other things instagram and facebook and youtube it's all around michael armstrong music so you can find me there well let's take a little bit of a listen to debbie's song now i'll let you introduce
1: it uh, this is uh, little girl bells of christmas well, thanks as ever for joining us and we look forward to a great 2022 thank you mate Dwayne, AJ is back with some brand new music and it's all festive as well. Dancing is the Snow is his Christmas single. He joins me now to tell me more. Hello, sir. Hi,
3: I'm good. Good Are
1: you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All good here. So uh, what what is happening then? Christmas is obviously a a special time of year for you.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I love Christmas. Um, Obviously, it's unfortunately not snowing right now. So... um, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, um, we could yeah. interview
1: whilst you were dancing in the snow. That would have worked, wouldn't it?
3: Exactly. So, you know, I wrote this song last year. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I wanted to release it, you know, last year. But I just, I didn't have the time um, or, or to sort myself out. So I held on to the lyrics and um, I thought to myself, I'll, I'll get that sorted next year. And, um, yeah, so this is what I've ended up in, uh, or ended up with, and this is Dancing in the Snow. Um, so, yeah, I just thought, like, we're all singing Christmas songs now, and I thought it was time, um, this time around, to get my own sort of original song, you know, mm. Christmas version
1: out there. What inspires you for Christmas, then? What, is, what, is, what makes it magical for you? Uh,
3: I think, like, as a child, um, we had such a magical Christmas all the time. And I think even music plays a part in that. I remember um, as children, we would wake up in the morning. We weren't allowed down to six. <laughs> <laughs> six was six was the earliest. And um, we would come down, um, ha- have all our presents, and we would be allowed to open them. And um, we'd have um, the Christmas album or whatever it was in the background um, to, yeah, basically just to keep us a- Christmas spirit going um, and I think like growing up with like my family there was always music on you know we always had mu- Christmas music on uh, at Christmas uh Boxing Day was another day we'd be at my grands and uh, my dad would bring a karaoke and um me being like a kid in their eyes um we didn't really go on the karaoke at the time you know so it was mm-hmm. just my dad
1: <laughs> but basically, they and, missed out on your singing, and and this is what you bring to us with uh, your your song. And uh, I mean, you'll be looking for some snow to go out dancing in to produce a video, won't you?
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think it's um, if it's one of those sort of things that if you do get snow, maybe I need to just call up my videographer and just <laughs> say, "Are you free today? Let's get some let's get some footage of me dancing in the snow."
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that'll, either that either that will be blue screen later on. Who knows? We'll, so we shall see what happens. But uh, that's in the run-up to Christmas. Meanwhile, we've got the song to listen to now. Uh, where can we find this one?
3: Okay, so you can go on to iTunes, uh, Spotify, or any of your music music platforms that you guys use, and you can just go on there and download it.
1: And uh, what have you got to, with the rest of uh, your world of music? Because uh, obviously there's uh, the, the album.
3: Yeah. Yeah so um the album is out in uh, I should say five days today um and that is out um yeah so next Friday or this Friday come in um cannot wait um I spent so much time and work that's gone into this um I mean I started when, when was it in COVID and just released like a couple of singles and um I just thought that would, that would be it sort of thing I, I didn't think I'd be too worried about carrying on doing a full album and then you know a year later i decided i wrote i wrote all these songs and i was just like i quite like them so i think you know it's time to get them produced properly and um see see what happened you know so i'm really really excited about that um there's 12 tracks on the album um lots of different producers helped me create this album um i was working with um simon ellis from london um he had also um, produced songs for like Britney Spears, S Club Seven, um, Spice Girls, and worked, he worked with all of them on their tours. Um, so, you know, he's one of the producers, um, A couple from Italy, um, another guy uh, from Bristol. Um, yeah, so they've all helped me, you know, to create the music that I've always dreamed about releasing. Um, and yeah, so this is my first ever debut album with all my original Original songs on it,
1: mm-hmm. and you will be touring around about. So I'm sure we'll see you uh, in the area uh, yeah, performing live in the in 2022. Keep us yeah, posted on all the dates on that one. But where do we yep. go to for everything that is Dwayne AJ?
3: Okay, so I mean, I may I mainly post on uh, Facebook um, on my music page, uh, which is under Dwayne AJ Music. You can find out everything on there. Um, also Instagram uh, Dwayne AJ Music, and of course YouTube. So If you want to know what, you know, keep up to date with all of my stuff, just go onto those channels.
1: Well, thank you. As ever, it is good to talk to you. And we're going to take that festive tune now. This is Dwayne AJ with Dancing in the Snow. Thank you for joining us, sir.
3: You're welcome. Thank you very much. Cheers. All the fun that we have on this Christmas day, it makes me feel glad. Oh jingle bells, oh Christmas bells, oh silent night, oh holy night. All is calm and also bright. It's time to get close on this winter night. I'll hold you tight all through the night. I'm full of people, making we'll make it snow angels for life.
1: On the 9th of December, LGBT plus Sparkle will be back at the Arena Theatre for our face-to-face meeting. Paul Ryder joins me now to tell us more, and their speaker as well, Chris Harrison, from Mindset Self-Care Focused Therapy. Hello to you both. Hello,
4: Jason. How
1: are you? All good here. First of all, Paul, update us on what's going on with LGBT plus Sparkle.
4: Um, We have um, lovely Chris. He's going to be talking about the work that he does, Mindset. We'll be meeting at the Arena Theatre on the 9th of December. Uh, face to face,
1: and obviously when you when you all get a chance to get together, uh, there's normally cake involved, uh, which I think improves any meeting, doesn't it?
4: Oh, not this time. Um, no it's, cake. It's, it's, it's you should have Christmas no. cake. No, it'd be mince pies and biscuits. Okay.
1: Right, that that all sounds good. Chris, you're not just going for the mince pies and biscuits, are you? You're actually going to uh, help people get a, a, a few ideas on on self care therapy.
5: I don't know. No, I'm not just going for the mince pies and biscuits. and uh, <laughs> I'm doing um talk there about mental health and hypnotherapy i'm a hypnotist and i just well, i do I use hypnotherapy to help people my main field is depression anxiety trauma and PTSD.
1: so obviously uh, big areas and that do need some help i mean there's, there's that list there it is difficult to to get through on your own uh some people can others will be better placed if they get some assistance. And that assistance, there's no shame in asking for it. it would it, it, be more uh-huh. embarrassing not to
5: seek help if you're going through any of oh, those definitely. definitely, this time last year, I was at rock bottom myself, um, and I had my suicide planned and everything. I weren't gonna be here January. And then a family member put me in contact with the hypnotherapist and my life changed. And through
1: that work, You've sort of discovered a whole new way of, of managing your outlook on life. Oh, definitely.
5: Yeah. Challenging my life around completely.
1: So, so what happens in, in hypnotherapy? Because well, obviously hypnotism always gets the, uh, the, the, the slightly uh, comedy uh, the sort of descriptions yeah, yeah. around it on, on stage hypnotists. And it's, it's a yeah, million miles away from the sort of thing you might see uh, you know, portrayed on film and TV.
5: This, the, the hypnosis you see on stage and what I use in the therapy room is technically the same. All hypnosis is, is a pure state of focus, nothing more, nothing less. It's a natural state. Uh, we, we all go into it, say, when we're watching a film or when we're driving. We're driving along and our mind goes off into a little dream world, yet there's still something there that's keeping us in between the lines of the road. That's hypnosis. When we're watching a film, we can hear the words of the film, Oh, and But we're still drifting off into our own world. That's hypnosis. So by getting that state, mental state, we can access the subconscious mind. And that's where well, the issues are stored. I give suggestions, exactly the same as a stage hypnotist would do for somebody to cluck like a chicken, which seems to be the <laughs> obvious one, um, to let go of any negativity and that sort of thing. And because the brain can't tell the difference between thought and reality, because it thinks it's getting rid of these things, it physically thinks it's done it. So you actually get rid of it. And and
1: very often uh, you might find that that what is sort of playing on your mind, you may well have already dealt with in real life, but there is still that nagging question. And and this is the sort of thing which which gives you a a clear out. It's it's like doing the spring clean, but mentally,
5: rather than just getting the stuff from under the cupboard under the stairs. Emotional detox, we call it. That's where we get rid of any negative thoughts, feelings, images, emotions, sensations. And I'll put them in the mind. I'll put them in uh, different scenarios where they can get rid of these things.
1: And the, the, there's always got to be a, a memory of, of what triggered that, but it's the thoughts that go, not the not the memory itself of the events. Yeah, that's
5: but it helps you deal with that situation. That's true. Um, you'll always remember... I think, but when when there's no memory uh, <clears throat> sorry, when there's no emotion attached to the memory you won't feel it because what happens is when we, re- when we think about a memory that's causing us pain that's still got the emotion attached to it we relive it so the parts of the brain that deal with the chemicals and all that they send out the chemicals to make us feel rubbish or make us feel bad or angry or whatever once that emotion has been taken away from that memory which is what I I enjoy with trauma and PTSD, because I had PTSD. Once that's gone, you can think of the memory and have full control over it, and it doesn't bother
1: you. But you say that those memories and and those events are part of what has shaped you now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, Your strength to have got through it in the first place is part of building you into the person that you are, but it can then have a a negative downside with the emotion that sometimes runs alongside those things, which have proven you to be the strong human being that you are.
5: And everyone else is the same.
1: So Paul, obviously uh, it's going to be great to be able to share this with uh, the group. And uh, is this your last meeting face-to-face before Christmas?
4: Um, Yes. Um, Just to let you know, it will be me that's been hypnotized. I've put myself forward. So it's going to be fun. You've got to come along. If you can, Jason, or whoever's available can as well. Um, at the moment, this will be our last one because at the Arena Theatre, they're fully booked all next year. So now we're now looking for another venue, which we ain't got to pay because we don't receive no funding. So we are in the process of looking at a different, different venue. Um, but I'll let you know once we do find another venue. Well,
1: I think you've had a good time down there at the Arena over the last few months. And this has given you the opportunity to get get back together uh, as well as what you do on Zoom, which is ongoing.
5: Yeah,
4: definitely. We're doing really well. So uh, where can people find
1: each of these meetings? Give us all the details and how they let you know they're coming along.
4: You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at the Arena Theatre. I've got the address Bear with me. It is Arena Theatre, Wolfringer Street, Wolverhampton, WV1 1SE.
1: And so the meeting there is two till three thirty, the 9th of December. That is a Thursday afternoon. As we've already heard, biscuits and mince pies are promised, and it's going to be uh, a good session. Paul will be uh, being hypnotised as part of the the therapy uh, that is being being given here and demonstrated, and uh, a way in which that uh, those who haven't been able to find another way through issues uh, may well be able to uh, get past the emotion of something that has either happened it's either been traumatic or uh, otherwise in their life so chris give us your details where people can find out more about mindset uh, self-care focused therapy
5: i'm on um, facebook i do most of my work online at the moment um just makes that easier for people as well especially if they're not in the area um you can call me on 07919-865-174, or email me Chris at mindset or some websites um mindset sft.com.
1: So you can get those details there. But most importantly, get along to the arena this Thursday at two o'clock and join LGBT plus Sparkle for a time of togetherness, mince pies, and some self care focused therapy too. Well, Chris and Paul, thank you both for joining us. Thank you, Robin. Yes. Appreciated. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Back with episode six hundred and fifty-one next week. I'll see you then. For now, goodbye, the goodbye from the mill bar. Goodbye from the
0: mill bar. Goodbye from the mill bar. Goodbye from the mill bar. Yeah. Goodbye from the mill bar. Yeah.